Hello, and welcome to Stories from India, a podcast where we talk about myths, legends, and folk tales from India. I'm your host, Narad Muni, and I'm a mythological character myself. I was given the gift of eternal life and knowledge of the past, the present, and the future. By profession, I'm a traveling musician and a storyteller. So the way I'm doing my job is by podcast. During each episode, we'll be talking about a story from Indian mythology, followed by a character of the week segment. While I appear in many of these stories, I won't appear on today's one. This one's not exactly history. Rather, there are exaggerations of events in the lives of some real historical characters. A quick disclaimer before we begin. There's a cat's version of a Stephen King horror story in today's episode. Today, we'll talk about Tenali Raman, a court jester who is known for his wit and takes every opportunity to humiliate his king, be cruel to animals, and somehow makes a lot of money in the process. The character this week is a bear king, who claims he could have easily leapt across an ocean only if he wasn't injured. And he also happens to be my brother. Sort of. So let's jump in. There are many stories of Tanali Raman, and there are many attempts to tie them in a more or less chronological order. Tanali Raman is a court jester in the kingdom of Vijayanagaram, which is ruled by Krishna Devarayar whom I'm just going to call the king now, so you won't have to listen to me muck up the pronunciation every time. The story is set in the 1500s. Most of the stories are about how Tanali Raman outwits the king, his fellow courtiers, or the priesthood, or all of them at the same time. He also makes a lot of gold in the process. So much so, that you'd wonder if the king wouldn't just go bankrupt if he were paying somebody every time they humiliated him. For this episode and the next, I've picked stories involving animals. So let's begin. Tenali Raman was out riding his horse. In true folktale style, he was very far from home when it suddenly started pouring. That's what happens when you go out without checking the weather forecast. Anyway, it was starting to get dark and there was no way Raman could reach home. He saw a light on the horizon and headed there. He was in luck. It was an inn and they had a warm toasty fire going and food on the grill. Raman tied his horse outside and walked in. And then he saw the problem. There were already way too many people around the fire and there was absolutely no space for Raman. And Raman was drenched. He tried to squeeze closer to the fire, but it was cold and everyone else wanted to be closer to the fire themselves. Tenali walked over to the innkeeper and said loud enough for everyone to hear, I'd like something hot to eat and drink. Oh, and I almost forgot, I want an order of chicken wings for my horse. The innkeeper and everyone else was surprised. Does your horse eat chicken wings? Of course, said Tanali. 
Why are you staring at me as if that's abnormal? You'll be telling me next you haven't heard of stone soup either. It is abnormal. Don't you know horses are supposed to be herbivores? And no, of course we haven't heard of stone soup. That won't happen for another 400 years. But the talk had the effect Raman wanted. Almost everyone who was hogging the fire now walked out to see this amazing meat-eating horse. No one had ever even imagined such a thing. Conveniently, this left Raman all alone to enjoy the warm fire, which he did. When he was warm enough, he walked out to see the crowd that was trying to gently urge the horse to eat its order of chicken wings. The horse paid no attention, of course. By then, the rain had stopped. Thanali Raman calmly left the wings for some nearby dogs and rode off towards home. Now, horses definitely do not eat meat. They can't handle it. Oats is what they prefer. I got that one straight from the horse's mouth. Unlimited knowledge, remember? Admittedly, that isn't cruel unless you think it was wrong to leave the horse out in the open in the rain. And there seems to be some debate on that subject. The next story takes it up several notches though. In this one, the kingdom of Vijayanagaram is overrun with rats. They are everywhere, in people's pantries and barns and grain silos. All the analysts were predicting a famine. The king decided to do something about it. What he could really have used in this situation was the Pied Piper of Hamelin. But the piper had disappeared almost 200 years ago. So the king managed to procure a thousand cats via express delivery. The cats were distributed, one per household. The king also gave every household a small amount of money to help feed their cat. Which seems like a pretty good solution. Now, Tenali Raman, in addition to being a total jerk to all animals, was also incredibly selfish. He said to his wife, Why should I bother to give the milk to the cat? Yes, I'll buy the milk, but instead of giving it to the cat, I'd rather give it to my son. His wife agreed. But, she said, how will you keep the cat from helping himself to the milk? that we buy for our son. We live in the 1500s. We don't have any cat-proof containers in our house. Tenali Raman had an idea. He brought his cat home and he brought some milk as well. Don't try this at home, but Tenali Raman boiled the milk so it was incredibly hot and then offered it to the cat. The cat, thinking all that steam looked suspicious, didn't want to try the milk, even though it was very, very hungry. And this is the part where it gets bad. Tenali Raman then forced the hot milk on the cat, which obviously burnt its lips and left much deeper psychological scars. From that day on, the sight of milk, hot or cold, would send the cat scampering in the other direction. A few days later, the king called on all his courtiers to present their cats for inspection. I don't know what prompted him to do so, 
but seeing as it was his idea to get the cats in the first place and seeing how he was paying for their care he was perfectly entitled to do so obviously tanari raman's cat was the only one that looked sickly on being questioned raman said his cat was just scared of milk the king and everyone else refused to believe him but raman insisted that was true and that he had only given the milk to his own son because the cat hadn't consumed any of it the king and tanali raman made a bet a thousand lashes with a whip or a hundred gold coins for raman raman obviously won that bet when a servant walked in with a saucer of milk and the cat ran in the opposite direction so now raman had a hundred gold coins just for being incredibly cruel to a cat but it gets worse tenali raman explained to the king and the whole court the story of how he traumatized the cat with hot milk instead of punishing him or at least reporting him to the spca the king laughed out loud and praised raman for his wisdom that's it for now but we'll continue next week with another tenali raman story on this theme some notes on the stories today The meat loving horse story is very similar to the stone soup story from Aesop's fables but it predates it by about 400 years. While Tenali Raman is remembered for his wit and his stories, he was also a great poet and a polyglot, being able to speak up to 8 languages. It's a shame that he had to be such a jerk to animals, but then he does get his comeuppance in the end. more on that next week there is some artwork from krishnadeva rayar and the vijayanagaram kingdom i've linked some pictures of sculptures and paintings on my site sfipodcast.com if you want to have a look the character this week is jambavan jambavan is the king of bears and the king of the himalayas he had the strength of 10 million lions He played a pivotal role in the Ramayana by reminding Hanuman the monkey god of his superpowers. He is one of the few characters to appear in both the Ramayana and the Mahabharata, which is the other great epic. He has personally witnessed at least 5 of Vishnu's 9 avatars. Amongst other things, that does make him incredibly long-lived. He mentions that Vamana, one of Vishnu's avatars, brushed his shoulder against Jambavan and left him injured this is what prevents him from leaping over the ocean from india to sri lanka a mere distance of about 21 miles jambavan was born when brahma the creator yawned and since brahma is my dad that makes jambavan sort of my brother yep he gives me a bear hug every time i meet him Sorry, I just had to sneak that one in there. Next week, we'll continue with more of Tenali Raman. And the character is someone you won't want to invite to a bottomless buffet, since they'll probably finish all the food and eat your ride home as well. Since I'm several thousands of years old, my memory may not be perfect at times. 
So if you see any errors in my podcast, I'd appreciate it if you could point them out to me. If you have any comments or suggestions, you can leave a review on the site. It's sfipodcast.com. The site is also linked in the show notes. You can also tweet at sfipodcast. The music is from purpleplanet.com. That's purple-planet.com. As always, I'm grateful to family and friends for all the support and help. And thank you all for listening. The feedback I have received has been very useful. I'll see you next week.